Hello and welcome to episode 54 of When Life Gives You Lemons Go Vegan. I'm your host, Corinne Nidger, and this podcast is where I share people's incredible stories of recovery after adopting a low-fat, whole-food, plant-based diet. And this week is no exception. I am so excited to share this week's guest with you. But before we begin, please go over, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, like it on Facebook, the Facebook page, When Life Gives You Lemons Go Vegan, because I put out new episodes every Monday slash Tuesday. And if you have time to leave a kind review over at iTunes or Stitcher and a five-star rating, that would be so helpful because it helps share these messages with the people who need them. And people do need them. All of us know someone who needs these messages of hope. So please share them, leave the kind review. It makes the podcast reach more people. I don't know how it, how it actually works, but that's what happens. When you leave a rating and a review, the podcast reaches more people in the magical land of technology. That's what happens. And when you subscribe, the podcast reaches more people. And when you comment and like these posts about the podcast, it reaches more people. It's just the way it is. And the more people that it reaches, more people can change their lives, feel good, feel healthy, feel like the guests on my show, just incredible after feeling so sick for so long. So please, 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 please help me out and do that because that is helping me with my mission on spreading these messages of hope and healing to the mainstream, to the most of people who are still eating bacon and having cheese parties and wine parties and all those things that are keeping people unhealthy and living with chronic disease. So thank you so much in advance. I love you. Your support is so important to me. And so I'm so grateful for everyone who's subscribed already and who's left ratings and reviews already and who shares this podcast to their social media platforms or their friends or whoever, it makes my day because every new subscriber to this podcast tells me that people are listening and that things are changing and that the future is so, so bright, not only for human health, which is the purpose of this podcast, but also for the animals and for the planet as a whole. Because this way of eating that we talk about in this podcast, this way of eating is so, so beneficial to to obviously to human health, but it's so beneficial to biodiversity, to decreasing deforestation, to helping prevent oceanic dead zones, to, you know, helping to reduce the impact on our climate and on climate change. And it, you know, it's, it, it, it helps the animals, the planet, prevent species extinction, and human extinction also. So, yes, thank you so, so much. I'm so grateful to everyone who likes, shares, subscribes, rates, reviews. If I don't, I, I, I can't write back on the reviews to say thank you so much, but just know I'm reading them and I'm saying thank you so, so much over at iTunes and Stitcher. And for people on YouTube, I'm eventually going to get YouTube episodes up. There's 22 there now on the channel. It's, called the, it's on the Corinne Nidja channel. So if you haven't yet subscribed over at YouTube, that would be awesome as well because it has like a tiny amount of subscribers and I'm slowly building it up. But it has 22 of the episodes over there too that you can share with your family and friends. Give a thumbs up to, show some love to. I'm having surgery tomorrow at the time of this recording, which is actually going to be October the 2nd. So it, <laughs> I can't imagine that there's going to be new episodes up over at YouTube in the next fortnight while I'm recovering from surgery. But I'll be okay. Don't panic about me. I'm going to be fine. By the time you listen to this, I'll be feeling so much better already. Don't worry too much. I'm just having some surgery to help my nose breathe better. So that will be hopefully great and I'll heal fine and I'll be a new and improved version of myself as a result. So, yes, that's enough about me. This week we have... I can only describe this person is like future me. If, if someone like brought future me to me to say this is what this is what you're you're going to be like in the future, it would be Esther Loveridge. Esther Loveridge is a 75 year old. <laughs> She's. So, I rarely, obviously, the guests on my show are pretty much all as raving fans of a whole low fat whole food plant based diet as I am, and you know every guest on the show pretty much is as excited because they've gone from feeling terribly unwell like I have to being really, really healthy like I have and feeling so, so good. 
I don't know what it is about Esther, but her enthusiasm is boundless and her, you know, the, she's just like running, like she's like a megaphone for low-fat, whole-food, plant-based living. She really made my day um, meeting her. I just wish that there was more 75-year-olds that were f- so full of energy and excitement about life and so, so happy and excited and passionate to share this message with as many people as possible as Esther is. And if you don't follow Esther already, you can follow Esther. You can join Esther's Esther's Nutritional Journey group on Facebook and where she shares daily inspiration, encouragement, and helps, you know, she's helping so many people already in that group. So Esther's Nutritional Journey is a wonderful Facebook group that I highly recommend you joining. But you have to join yourself and um, answer the questions and she will let you in if she thinks that you're as committed to a whole fat, whole food, plant-based eating as we are. <laughs> as we are. So yes. So she's also um, done a starch solution certificate certification program. So she's all over the starch solution and the McDougal way of eating. She is a star McDougler, which if you don't know, is a high, high, high certificate. It's like an Oscar in the whole food, plant-based eating world. She's won an Oscar by handed out by Dr. John McDougall himself for how amazing she has done sticking to a starch-based diet, low-fat, whole-food, starch-based diet. And as a result, she has had so much success. I actually don't want to even talk about her story because she can share it herself, but um, she's done so well. I am so excited for you to hear her story about how she has not only lost 141 pounds of weight, which is incredible, but how she's kept it off and how she's just, you know, feeling the best she's ever felt with so many different chronic diseases and ailments gone from her life and just a bright, bright future with her husband and with spreading this message with many, many people as possible. So yes, check out Esther's story. Thank you so much, Esther, for coming on the show. I know we'll be lifelong friends. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Hello, Esther, and welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me and hope all's well down under. (laughs) It's sunny (laughs) in Melbourne and that means that everything is excellent down under. (laughs) It's been so cold for so long. We were just there. We were just there last year and it was wonderful. Oh, wow. Where did you go? Yeah. Well, we were on a cruise from Hong Kong down to uh, New Zealand and Australia and back up to Hawaii and then back to California. So it was a 50-day cruise. Wow. And uh, very exciting. Saw a lot in the Pacific, South Pacific as well. So we had a wonderful time, but we definitely want to go back. Wow. That's amazing. Mm. So... I guess let's just get into it. I've given you a little bit of an introduction already, but I'd love for you to just tell us your story. Okay. Well, it all started about uh, 26 months ago. I went to my doctor because I was having so much pain in my knees, and he did the x-rays and said that they were almost bone on bone and that he could offer me pain medication or injections or if I wanted to have my knees replaced, he said I would have to lose 70 pounds before he could even refer me. And I thought, oh my goodness. I mean, I was weighing 257 at that time. And I thought 70 would take me below 200. And I kind of thought maybe 200 would be a realistic goal. So at the same time, my girlfriend gave me Dr. McDougall's Maximum Weight Loss book. And I read that, and so it just all came together at the right time. I had pain in my knees, and I was having trouble traveling and getting around. So I thought, well, I've tried you know, every other diet under the sun. Nothing has ever worked long, tar- long term. So I gave it a try and decided that I was going to throw myself into it 100% because I wanted to see if his program would really work. Um, And so it was a severe program. It was not only going vegetarian, then going vegan, and then going no oil, and then not doing, you know, the avocado and the seeds and the olives and soy and that sort of thing. So it was a a big change, but I knew that if I did it perfectly, 
and just popped in all the way that I could test to see if it would work. And I mean, it seemed like almost immediately I started losing inches in my knees. I ended up losing five inches of what I think was inflammation off of each knee. And then the weight started dropping off. And um, then my thyroid medication was at 112. And as I lost weight, it went down to 100 and then down to 50. And now I'm really excited that I told my doctor I wanted to have my body be my own experiment. And I really didn't think I needed it anymore. And he looked at me and said, well, you could gain some weight and you might not have as much energy. And I said, I'm willing to gamble. It's my body. So he said, okay, let's go six weeks and see what the results are with the labs after that period of time. So in August, uh, I went back and got the lab test and it was slightly elevated but when I went to Dr. McDougall's three-day weekend about two weeks ago, I talked to Dr. Lim, and he said with my numbers being at 5.59, he would not put me back on the medication. And I haven't heard from my doctor, and I have no symptoms, so it's like that is really big for me. Anyway, so now I'm down to, to 141, so I've lost 141 pounds. Wow, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the 141, I would say, is from my all-time high, which was in 2011. I weighed 282. But when I started the, when I went vegan, uh, that was in July of 2016. And since then, I've lost 116 pounds. So my BMI is way down low. And I'm off all my medication. No more statins. No more sleeping pills. No more pain pills. No more GERD. No more sleep apnea. Uh, what else did I have? Uh, no more constipation, not even one day since I started eating this way. And I feel like a brand new person. And in two weeks, I'll be 75 and I feel brand new. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's, it's just, I mean, I, I just, like I mentioned earlier, I feel like getting on the rooftop, too, and just proclaiming the good news to everyone because it's available to everyone and it's free. I mean, I, I didn't even have to pay for the book. <laughs> <laughs> And I watched all the, um, you know, the, the pods, you know, with different uh, doctors that on and got encouragement there. And then in um, last fall, when we were on that cruise from Hong Kong to New Zealand, and I went on, I was doing vegan then. I just told the uh, Mater D I was vegan and they brought me a special menu. So I stayed on my program the whole time. And then there was a Tai Chi instructor who was fascinated with my story and he said, if I get a group of people on the ship together, would you tell your story? And I said, yes, if it would help someone. So they got about, I think, about 15 people together there in the lounge. And then he wanted to videotape me and put it on YouTube. So I thought, whoa, this is kind of exciting. So, that, so that's on YouTube. And then a year ago, um, I go to the gym every day, almost every day, about five or six days a week. And there was this woman at the gym, and she said, Esther, you need to start a group on Facebook. And I said, you know, I don't need to reinvent the wheel. All the information is out there, and all the menus are out there, and all the books are out there in the videos, and I don't need to redo it. And she said, no, she said, I think you do, because people who know you will take it more seriously, and you'll have an impact. And so I thought, well... Maybe she's right. So I started Esther's Nutritional Journey on Facebook, and now there's over 300 people that have joined and are, are learning. You know, not all of them are maybe vegans, but they are open to watching my journey and seeing the posts that I do there. And I just try to do something inspirational each day to encourage everyone, no matter what their path is, and um, post recipes and just kind of tell my story as I go along. And then in March, Dr. McDougall put my story in his newsletter and made me a star McDougaller. So that was like getting the Academy Award. So I I'm know. We <laughs> <laughs> dropped dead of excitement. Yeah, I, yeah, it was just so wonderful. So then I thought, you know, all of this information I've gotten, all of the help I've gotten, all the support through all of this has been so wonderful. And it's all been free. I mean, all the information on the internet is free. The book was free to me. And I thought, I need to pay back. So I decided to take his, um, it's called the Start Solution Certification Program. So I just took and passed that as a way of giving back to him. 
And then I also um, decided I would go to his three-day in, intensive weekend. And, of course, I had to pay for that. But it was a privilege because I got to meet him, give him a hug, and thank him for saving my life. So it's, it's all, it's wonderful. It's just wonderful. I would have collapsed on the ground. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I just... And then I got to meet his wife, Mary, and she's so good with all of her recipes, and their daughter, Heather, who's running the program now, and got to meet Dr. Lyle and Dr. Lim and Jeff Novick. And oh, my gosh. Was, yeah, and they're all just so down-to-earth people, and they hang around and let you ask questions, and the food was wonderful, and it was a beautiful time in Santa Rosa. So all's good, and I just, um, I just think it's a no-brainer. So when I go to the gym, I... I, I get new recruits almost every day because I can't keep my mouth shut. Mm. But I, I, you know, when you find your answer, when you find a solution to a long life of dieting and regaining it back and being unhealthy, it, it's just too good to keep to myself. So that's kind of what I do. Wow. So I'm going to backtrack for a moment because that, that is all incredible. But I want to go back to what life was like before. How did you eat before? How was your health before? Well, I love to eat. Um, I think I would describe myself as a food addict. Um, I know when I would eat a box of candy, I mean, I wanted to eat the whole box so that it would be out of sight. And when it came to ice cream, like Ben and Jerry's, I would eat the whole pint at one sitting. I didn't know moderation. And um, I just, you know, I, I felt really pretty good. I mean, I maybe was in denial, but it wasn't until today when I wrote a post, I thought, you know, I just thought I had pain in my knees. I didn't really realize that I was sick until I started realizing all of the ailments that went away after eating this way and my energy level, and my confidence, and my motivation just to be a full person, you know, it's just great. So I would say it was my knees that was the crisis for me, was having um, so much pain in my knees, and I didn't want to take the pain medication, and I didn't want the injections, and I wanted the choice of having surgery, but you know what, I don't even need the surgery, and I have no pain. So it's like, you take all that pressure off your knees, and it's so much better. And I had I had high blood pressure, and I had, was pre-diabetic, and I had GERD and constipation, and as things I've mentioned probably earlier. What can you can you can you talk about GERD for us for people who don't know what GERD is? Oh, okay. I can't tell you the what stands for GERD, but it has to do with things not being um, transferred down to your stomach easily and a lot of burping and a lot of gas and just real uncomfortable. And it's kind of the food just is. And I read one time where there was a certain amount of foods that you could eliminate from your diet that would help that. But um, I didn't stick with it. You know, I, I was so good at dieting, but I always gained it back and more. You know, that's the typical story. And I guess the sickest I got was when I was on Dr. Atkins, and I loved to eat all that chicken skin and all that fat and all that cream and all that butter and mayonnaise and stuff. And then I ended up with um, gallbladder disease, and we were 2,000 miles away from home, and I had to have emergency gallbladder surgery. And at the same time, I had pancreatitis so bad they couldn't do the surgery until that calmed down. So, yeah, I guess... And then I had pancreatitis another time after that. And the doctor said to me, have you called your children? And I thought, was it that bad? And was in the hospital five days with that. So I haven't had a doctor tell me that it was directly related to eating all that fat on the Atkins diet. But I believe it was. It was at the same time. you know. So that was really my sickest um, was with that. And the knees pain was more of an inconvenience and just the pain in my knees, you know, where uh, we like to travel. And it was getting to the point where you know, it was getting hard to get around, and, you know. So it, it just, um, and, and the typical, I mean, I think I was on diet so many times for the last 50 years that probably most of the time I was eating fairly good, but then I would just go off. And moderation wasn't in my mindset at all. If 
you know, if I ate a little bit, I might as well eat the whole jar or the whole whatever. You know, I'd already goofed up that day. So it's not good thinking. Yes, I, I have a big moderation is one of the the big my biggest pet peeves. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just think it's a it's been it's a myth that's been going for so long people just think of it as the truth, the gospel of how to mm-hmm. eat how to eat. And you know, Dr. Doug Lyle talks about it a lot as well. And if you're most of our foods that we have created we've created uh, and even jet and dairy of course are highly addictive and so moderation mm-hmm. moderation varies for everyone what is a moderate amount no one really knows what a moderate amount of of junk food is mm-hmm. and people and they're addictive so you give a little moderate amount of junk food to a kid and they don't they want to eat greens because their taste buds are so so I don't know. I can't know the words for it, but you know, so super mm-hmm. heightened for sugar and fats and salts and all those things from the junk food they're just eaten. That having broccoli seems like a torture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After eating that and trying to get kids to recover, if you can get yourself to recover after you've had a binge on high saturated fat, sugar, salt foods, it's so hard to come back from. You know, like it's yes, yeah. Well, people said said to me, well, don't you want to cheat or don't you want to try this? I said, no. I said, my tongue is on restriction. Mm. <laughs> it had many years of having what it wanted, no more. Yes, that's such a good way of looking at it. Yeah, and I loved it when I, I think what Chef AJ says, which I think is a good thing. She said, if it's in your house, it'll be in your mouth. And I, I thought I was a super person and I thought I can, I can handle it. And I had um, three pieces of candy hidden in my house for a whole year. And I thought, see, it's in my house and it's not in my mouth. I'll show her. But after one full year, I went and got it. And even though it was moist and it wasn't even good, I still ate it. You know, so it's really important to have a clean environment. I strongly recommend that. If it's if it's not there, you're not going to go out in the store and get it. Yes, I, 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 I agree. And even things that are higher in fat. For me, as a person who has, I would say, definite compulsive eating, food addiction tendencies throughout my life, if I have, even if I make like bliss balls, like nuts and dates, really high calorie, oh, high fat mm-hmm. bliss balls, if I make them for my kids thinking oh, it's a fun snack, I know that I'm going to eat all of them. <laughs> I, yes. <laughs> I just can't make them. I have to stop myself yeah. from making them because even though the kids love them, mm-hmm. I, I I can't be around them. So it's a bit sad for them. But like, Yeah, but they love you. They love me still. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I, I just think, you know, I kind of think about the alcoholic. That helps me because people who love an alcoholic would not think of saying, well, just have one drink tonight with us. They would respect that person, and so I just pretend like I'm a foodaholic, and and uh, one bite is just a slippery slope to go back, you know, to the way it was. So, you know, I just have no no desire to even taste something. You know, I just it's not worth it to me. My tongue is clean, my mind is clean, and I'm on my way. So. It's been 26 months of uh, learning and and learning how to travel. That's kind of what I talked about when I did that video on the cruise is that people don't, they think of going on a cruise as pigging out and eating all that food. And it's true, many do that. But it is possible to survive. You can order off of the vegan menu and you can get your salads and get your oatmeal for breakfast and your fruit. And it takes discipline, but the rewards are so great for being on this side of that food addiction that it's just something I want to stick with. And we've even taken, um, you know, land tours. Like we went down to Mexico in March and I just was able to tell the tour people that we were vegan. Oh, and the good news, really good news is that when I first started, my husband said, oh, I could never eat like you. And I said, oh, it's okay. And so he kind of did his cooking and I did my cooking and Now, for over a year, he's no animal products and no dairy and not cooking with oil. So he's lost a lot of weight, too. In fact, someone said we should become the star McDougler couple. Yeah. You know, because he's done so well. So I'm really, I'm really happy for him and proud of him. And um, it makes life here in the house much better. So we're, we're doing well together. And 
like I say, we're in our 70s and life is just beginning. Oh, that's so exciting. So how? what, what were the first results that you noticed? Oh, I guess uh, reducing the pain in my knees and also the constipation. That was right away. And, oh, there's another thing I forgot to tell you. Mm. My, eyesight, my eyesight has improved twice in the last year. Wow. Now go, fi- go figure that. And I think it's just because all of my arteries and veins are cleared up from all that fat. And it's getting the nutrition's getting to my eyes. I don't even use my glasses anymore. I mean, it's amazing. I don't even, there's nothing else I can fix. <laughs> yeah, you're perfect. <laughs> yeah. You have to become immortal now. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> well, I've decided now it's going to be quite easy to live to be 100. And I just want my friends to stick around too. So it's, it's really um, a mission to g- gently, if I can, encourage them to be their best and you know take little baby steps if you have to i mean i like big results so i went in wholeheartedly and i think that's the best way because then you get over all those addictions and desires for the old food but if you can't i mean just let the vegetables crowd out your meat and keep working in that direction i think that's good advice and and then the other advice i really like is i don't drink calories and so that cuts out everything for me except for water and maybe a decaffeinated tea once in a while. But that's good. That's good. That's really good. I was going to ask you about struggles that you had in the beginning. Well, the struggles primarily would be when we go out with friends to a regular restaurant. And I would look over that menu and then I'm kind of frugal in terms of my spending. And I would just think, what can I order that's halfway worth the cost? And it finally came down to just looking at the sides on the menu. And I could order a side of a baked potato plain, order a side of broccoli, and just know that there was more food at home. You know, so eating out um, was was always hard. And going to someone else's home because one time we went to Sweden to visit my cousin, and I thought, what am I going to do? You know, we're going to be a guest in his home, and how can I stick with my plan? But, you know, you learn to be a little bit more assertive, and uh, he knew that we were eating differently. So I said, when we get there, just take us to the store, and we can buy all the food we need. And he was such a sweetheart, and he went shopping before we got there, and he had all the food we could eat and just took care of us. So, Aww, that's awesome. So people do want to help, and some people want to sabotage you, but you just have to um, have to be strong. And I think when the rewards of eating this way exceed the joy of eating the old way, it becomes much easier. Yes, I love that. When I go to someone's house, I always take something for myself and to share. And when we, like last week, we went to Kansas City for a retreat and I took my potatoes and my sweet potatoes and I took some oatmeal along. Just have to be prepared because if you wait until the last minute and then there's nothing there, you know, it's it's not a happy time. And on the on the plane, I just don't eat their stuff. I just take my own veggies or whatever I want to eat. And most places have microwaves and little refrigerators you can use. And there's always fresh fruit. So it's just, you know, it's just that mindset of no, nothing, nothing feels as good as health feels. Nothing. I mean, there's just no food out there that even tempts me anymore. I just... It's just off my radar. Absolutely. That is so good. And so your husband's lost weight and you've oh, lost, yes. you've lost what was 141 pounds? Right. So I'm half the woman I used to be. Yeah. Wow. Do people recognize you in the street? Because um, Sean, well, Dan and Sean Moskalak were on three episodes ago, two episodes ago, and people, people couldn't recognize her in the street. Wow. Well, I went to a memorial service um, for a friend's uh, sister-in-law last week, and my friend from high school had probably seen me about five years ago, and I was still heavy then. And I walked up to her and called her by name, and she didn't know who I was. And people say I look totally different. And, you know, I sometimes um, wish people didn't notice the weight loss and and I mean, it's nice being complimented. It's nice for people to say, oh, you look fantastic and you look younger and all those nice things. But what I really want people to know is how good the health feels. I mean, not to have any of those issues anymore. I mean, none. It, but that's something you can't see in a picture. 
Yeah, exactly. You can't. It's amazing. I think that lots of people can't. Yeah, you just they just can't. Exp- they can't comprehend the difference because the feeling unwell is most people's normal. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and I like I said, I really didn't think I was sick until I mean today. I was writing my post, and I thought uh, about a friend of mine who's very ill and I'm full of denial, and I'm trying to encourage him. And I then I thought about myself. Well, just 26 months ago, I was the same way. I had all these ailments, but I didn't I didn't uh, think of them that way because they weren't going to cause my death. And so all I was really thinking about was my knee pain, but. You know, it's true. You have all these things accumulate over time, and you can get away with things when you're young, but when you get older, they seem to catch up. And I have family members with gout and with diabetes, and it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart that um, they're impressed, but they're somewhat threatened, I think, by the changes I've made. And that's unfortunate. It, it, it is, and I think that that's... I was... I don't know who I was talking to recently, but... Um, you know, a lot of people, this way of eating, it is it is such a, and it's almost an affront to their way of life. And someone was saying that it's, you know, it's more difficult to, and more challenging to people to think about changing their diet than it is to consider changing their religion. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's such a, it's, it's, it's bizarre, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. it, but, it, but it just is the way that people get so passionate and, yeah. Well, you know, Dr. Lyle talked about that at that weekend that we went to two weeks ago. And he was talking about when you come back to the village, so to speak, with new information, you appear to be playing one-upmanship to the people who are left in the old way of thinking. And so it's easier for them to want to clobber you with a hammer because uh, you're showing a different way that they're not ready to look at yet. And so he talks about you know, just saying, oh, well, it's just an experiment. Or when when you're asked, where do you get your protein? Oh, I don't know. You know, and he plays it down. But with my personality, I have a hard time um, acting that way because I feel, <laughs> I feel like I know the truth and I know it's been my solution and I know my answer and I know that it can work for anyone. And um, so I try to soften my approach uh, so that I have long-term access to people. Uh, (laughs) yes yeah that's a very funny way of looking at it but yes i it is so i have a strong super strong sledgehammer blunt personality as well and it is really hard and i think that it does i'm sure i've put off people (laughs) along the way too but so i have tried to do the more soft approach since listening to doug lyle actually talk about how to talk about adopting this way of eating in a more yes. exper- so experimental funny. type of way. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just like, well, at least it diffuses it and it lets them regain their sense of self-esteem, as he puts yes. it. Yes. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a challenge. Yeah, but at least by having a group on Facebook, I can be free to express myself every day. I mean, I post every morning. It's the first thing I do when I get up is I think of a word that I want to talk about, and then I go on there and I can. So I have an outlet for my energy, and I have an outlet for my thoughts and my thinking and my ideas. And so that really helps, and people seem to respond to it, and that encourages me too. Yeah, and, wonderful. Uh, but I just, I just want to talk to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how is life different for you now? Oh well, now when I go swimming at the gym, I swim a whole hour, and it's just effortless, and it's time when I think, and in my quiet time because I'm swimming, you know. But, and I can, I can do whatever I want. I've got energy. Um, I'm happy. Uh, My personality is more confident, and it's kind of like, "Watch out, world! Here I come! Nobody's (laughs) going to stop me now." You know, I feel, (laughs) I feel, I feel just, um, just indomitable. Mm. You know, and it's like I'm strong, and not in a, not in an aggressive way, but just in a um, way of thinking like I've got the world. You know, by a string, I mean, I could do whatever I want. Like you said in your walk this morning, just be who you want and do what you want and don't worry about what others say. This is our chance to shine. 
Yes, I love that. I was going to say because you're seventy five. How how different are, are you now compared to you know your friendship circle? Because I, I I know my parents are sixty five, sixty five, and all that their conversations are about is each person, different person's cancers and their diet, their aches and their pains and their knees and their knee replacements and their hip replacements and their you know, tiredness and they're napping and they've got their lazy boys that they sit in every day. And bless you, mum, I love you very much. But if you're listening, but I mean, you're 75 and it seems like you now have this abundance of energy. What's life like? What's it it like to socialize when you're like this? (laughs) Well, socially, it's kind of fun. We're going to my husband's um, high school reunion uh, next week. And, and this is all I want to talk about. So I, I don't know if I'm as much fun as I used to be. I used to tell jokes and kind of be the laugh of the party. And, and, um, and it's not that I'm dead serious. I mean, I kind of am dead serious about this because, like you said, so many of my friends that are our age and, and some older, they're facing all these situations. And like my, my dear brother, bless his heart, he's got diabetes and he has this gravis disease and he's um i mean they're just having a horrible time and and um and i feel helpless in a way but i i'll tell you one thing i did corner him one day and i said you know what you're not going to go to your grave without hearing my story so i'm going to tell you and then i'll leave you alone Mm. (laughs) you know but he keeps listening to other things and then he tells me you know at the end of all these videos they're always wanting to sell you something i said duh you know, this is free, and so, um, but there are many people who have been helped. I mean, there's, when we went to a high school reunion of my own, uh, that was kind of a challenge because there only, it's a small school, small class, we only had about 15 come, but we always have done the grocery shopping and done the cooking for this weekend reunion, and I thought, what am I going to do now? Because now I feel like it's almost immoral to go buy a Costco chicken, and I don't want to buy cheese, and I don't want to buy butter, and I thought, what am I going to do? So the way I handled it is I just sent an email out to everybody, and I said, you know, we've changed our way of eating, and uh, we're willing to pay for the groceries this time and do all the food preparation, and how many of you are willing to support us in this endeavor? So I just asked for their help. And one girl wrote back and said, I think it sounds like a great idea. So we took our Instant Pot up there and we just cooked up a storm and made all this good food. And there were a few little snide remarks, but everyone seemed happy. And I got a new convert out of it. So now she's reading Dr. McDougall's book and has lost nine pounds. Yeah. So there you, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That and is my, great. My children, we've gotten them all instant pots now, and they're they're in varying degrees of uh, eating more healthy food, and uh, so it, it is spreading. And there are lots of people, like I say, on my group who um, admire what I've done, and they're happy and they think it's fabulous. And so, I'm going to have a birthday party uh, when I turn 75 on the fourth of October. And I thought, well, how am I going to handle this? You know, it's it's really hard to entertain in the home, but. A few months ago, we poured all our alcohol down the drain, and um, that felt kind of free, and even though we weren't drinking it, but it just felt good to have the space. And so I thought, okay, I'll do something different for my birthday. I just want people to come. I want the hugs. I just want to share my new life with them. And what we'll do is we'll have a potluck. So we're going we're gonna to provide the beans, and we're going to provide the, the brown rice and the fruit and some vegetables. And then whatever else shows up, they can eat. And we won't have to buy the bad food and we won't have to keep it in the house afterwards. So I think it's a perfect solution. That's a great solution. Yeah. And everybody can just eat what they bring or, you know, to share or whatever. I really love this. It's really every episode is different of this podcast, which is what I like. But I'm really loving hearing your talks about traveling um, whole food plant-based and and about. Oh, yeah. About socializing whole food plant-based because it's it's it is the biggest one of the biggest challenges for everyone you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so well it's 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 like it's like being a drunk and going into a bar and and then you know you really do in a way change your friends a little bit or at least the intensity of them because um after a while it's just not fun 
being with people that all they can do is talk about the rich food that they love. And and even on Facebook, I have um, an acquaintance who, she had bariatric surgery to take care of her weight. And I thought, wow, that's drastic. I mean, going whole food plant-based is a snap compared to going through surgery. And uh, so she keeps putting these recipes on that are just ooey-gooey recipes, and I don't understand it. But, you know, I think it's the things that we've done in the past that brought accolades and people liked. And it's just easy to um, keep promoting that. But I call it food porn now. And I just I hide it. I just, you know, click it off because I don't want to look at it anymore. Yeah, it doesn't come up into my feed. It used to come up into my feed a lot. But I think now the algorithm, (laughs) the Facebook (laughs) algorithm knows what I like because I only get whole food plant based recipes popping up into my into my yeah. feeds now because I yeah, it's the same like it, especially when you're transitioning it's super hard to have those foods come up into your social media all the time yeah I think the other thing that helps me is um and I don't know if I'm unique in this sense but I don't even like recipes that taste like the food that I used to eat so I eat very simply I mean I I cook up a big batch of potatoes a big batch of brown rice a big batch of oatmeal and a big batch of uh oh, sweet potatoes and i keep that on hand all the time and and i can just pick up a potato and put a little bit of dijon mustard on it and feel like i'm at the ballpark you know it feels really special or i can just eat a potato plain or i can eat all my vegetables plain or if i cook a big pot of um brussels sprouts i just leave them out and every time i walk past them in the kitchen i pick one up like a piece of popcorn so my head has just changed so I can just, I don't have to have these fancy recipes that people promote and that take a lot of time and half the time I don't have all the ingredients in the house. So I'm really fortunate that way. I can just eat super plain, super easy, super repetitious and it doesn't matter. It's just fuel. It's just fuel, exactly. And I said it before, I said it a million times, but I love Andrew Taylor, <laughs> Andrew Spudfit Taylor. <laughs> oh, and I don't know if you know him. He has a re- his new book out at the moment, which I have two recipes in because he invited me to write in his recipe in for his book, which oh. is just a, so exciting. It was like being asked by, <laughs> you know, yes. asked by Dr. McDougall to put a recipe in his cookbook. It was very exciting. And there's you know, Dr. Gregor's recipes in there and all different recipes from all these amazing plant-based people that I'm, Dr. Barnard and everyone. So it's really exciting to be amongst them, like I'm amongst. Oh, yes, yes. Just amongst titans in the whole food plant-based world. So that's mm-hmm. really great. So if, if anyone is looking for a new cookbook, this one is great. The SpudFit ebook, which is out now. If you check out SpudFit website, you can find it there. I'm mentioning him because he he talks about food as fuel. You know, he talks about that he was a food addict and he realized that he was getting his comfort and emotional support from from food rather than from himself, from within, or from his family and friends, or from you know, he's getting all his joy and happiness. Everything was from food, and yes. I think so. Myself included, you know, can res- that resonates with me and 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 yourself. And so, when you strip food down to being fuel, and just see this is this is sustenance for my body. This is what That's it right. needs to thrive. And the happiness and comfort and emotional support can come from my life, making my life yes. rich and rewarding and amazing. I think that is one thing that people my age and older face is they feel like, oh, I've eaten this way all my life. Uh, What's the point of changing now? And for many people, it's really sad when you realize that is the only joy they seem to have left in their lives is their food. You know, and I when I told one of my family members after she asked me how I lost weight and I told her and and told her, you know, given meat and dairy and all that. And she said, oh you might as well lie down and die. And I said, well, I'm not lying down and I'm not dying. You know, but that is how that is how older people think. It's like it's too late to change. And I think that's part of my story is that I didn't start until I was almost 73. And, and you're never too late. You're never too old to make amends and to treat your body with respect and love it. It's been loving us all these years and been getting us where we want to go and helping us do what we want to do. And it's time to pay back good things to our body and and really honor that. And I, I just feel really strong. It's never too late. I don't care what your disease is. Eating this way can only help. I mean, there's nothing in this program that's going to, um, make any disease or anything worse, any condition. It can only help you. 
And I, so many people just, their first plan of attack is to go to the doctor and get another pill. And, you know, we know that that never cures anything. It's just a Band-Aid. It's so true. And that's one of the reasons why I was so excited to have you on the show, Esther, because it's because you are 75. This was a late in life change, you know, 73 and changing everything that you know about eating. And it just goes to show that it is possible. If you can do it, you know, most people yes, can. That's right. That's right. And the you know the funny thing is the other day I was going through my recipe box and I thought well I must just toss the whole thing mm. <laughs> you know because you don't need a recipe just to cook things up simply yes but I I did see though where you had a recipe in that book today when I was checking you out because I hadn't met you until today <laughs> and, and that's pretty neat and I know the thrill that that must be for you and it's a big thrill. I've had people tell me I should write a book, but I think, well, you know, I already am writing a book. It's just on it's, it's on Facebook, and it's not going to cost anybody anything. So there you go. Exactly. You are writing a book. You're helping people every day, Esther. That's yeah. so wonderful. Yeah, it, it's rewarding. 300 people. I was listening to a woman yesterday, and she was saying she has like a million followers. I was listening to a podcast on my walk last night, and – she said, they asked her how she got you know, a million followers. And she said, you know, when I, she just wrote like you're writing and she said she got 10 followers. And then she said, I just felt so privileged to have 10 people want to hear from me every day. Mm-hmm. And, and so I just kept, kept sharing. And that's what you're doing. You've got 300 people now that you're inspiring every day that you're sharing. That is so much. 300 people that might never have heard of this way of eating before. I know. I know. And it's kind of neat because I, like sometimes somebody will want to add somebody and I say, no, they have to add themselves because that's the first baby step. So I just don't want people just adding people to it. I want them to request to join and then you know, I then I will accept that, of course. But I just don't want uh, numbers. Isn't the important thing? It's it's the uh, motivation and the interest. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the sincere desire to 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 want to be healthier and to feel good. It's just. But but your story. I'm going to have to hear more about your story and talk about. I mean, that's mind blowing. Oh, my multiple sclerosis story. Yes, yes. Oh, you have to listen to it on the podcast. Yes, I will. You have to go listen to it. It's 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 funny. I wish I wish that I'd known about the internet back. Oh, I did, but I just always thought I didn't want to have the word multiple, the term multiple sclerosis, the label. I didn't want to associate myself with it at all. And I thought that if I did, that I would become a sick person you know the more I used I thought oh. the more I said I've got MS I thought that right. I was gonna get M- you know I would have yeah. MS the more I said I've got MS this is my so I just avoided it I avoided the groups I avoided everything and it wasn't until 2014 when I'd have been really well for six years that my my cousin said you know you should do a blog about this because it's really inspirational but I wish that I'd been very sick when I started so that I could journey the whole thing with people and say, look, look mm-hmm. how far I've come from the very yeah. beginning when I was obese and constipated and full of candida and couldn't, you know, could barely walk. And it would have been a really great long-term thing, but I just didn't want to make it. I'm glad I did. It worked the way it worked and that's perfect because I, I'm glad mm-hmm. that I didn't get tied down with the label multiple sclerosis as a, I think it would have damaged my, motivation to get through it because I just kept thinking this isn't what I have I don't have this (laughs) you know I'm not I'm not gonna have it (laughs) I refuse (laughs) (laughs) yes I I do know the feeling there are there are stigmas to a lot of illnesses that people have and I have I have at least three in my group who have MS so I'm really anxious to share your story with them yeah well there are I think there are Four stories on the podcast of people with okay. MS. Rachel, uh, sorry, Rebecca Stonors is amazing. We've got Rebecca Rosenberg's. 
And, oh, my brain, I always forget it's mine. And uh, there's another one. And I'm so sorry if you're listening and you're like, it's my story. How could you forget yeah. me? Oh, I'm so, I'm so, you know why? It's because I'm so close friends with her. I forget that she has multiple sclerosis. Wow. <laughs> her name's Jenny. And she oh, okay. has multiple sclerosis as well. And she's on the podcast as well. And her story is she was a goat's cheese maker as her business. Wow. And so she had to give up dairy, you know, and she was a cheese maker. Yeah. Her cheese making was her whole life. So to giving up dairy, it's just, in, I love her story because, yeah, she cut out everything. So there are four great MS stories on the podcast. Um, if you, if you're, group members are wanting to have some hope because for me, this is what the podcast was started about, just wanting people like me in that first days after diagnosis or the days after you've read a small snippet about a whole food plant-based diet and you're thinking, well, maybe it might work for one person, but it won't work for me. It's just so good to have, you know, this, your episode number 53. So there are 53 episodes on here. Um, of people healing themselves with this magical, amazing, no, 54. There's 54 episodes, sorry, of people healing themselves with this way of eating. And I just think that that's hard to ignore. <laughs> it's hard to ignore if you're someone who's skeptical, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to contact them just as soon as I get off and let them know about you because you know, there are some diseases, um, you know, like you hear about reversing diabetes and reversing heart disease and reversing some cancers, but then there's some that are kind of in the scary column. Yeah. And uh, MS is one that's um, uh, one that I don't hear as many stories about, you know, getting healed and getting well. And uh, that's marvelous. I just want them to hear you too. And there's some beautiful lupus stories on here. Is on here. I think there's two now of lupus stories on here. And I think that lupus and MS are kind of similar in scariness. You know, one our mm-hmm. immune system's attacking our nervous system and our brain, and lupus is a, no, immune system's attacking their organs. And it, it's just it's, they're just terrifying conditions. And so I love that we have. You know, we've got. We've got ulcerative colitis on the show. We've got Crohn's disease. We've got chronic fatigue. We've got diabetes, rheumatoid arthritis, food addiction. Um, we've got heart disease. We've got two stories about people who overcoming terminal cancer. There are just so many stories on there. Polycystic ovarian syndrome, endometriosis. What else have we got? We've got if someone had interstitial cystitis, which was cysts growing everywhere inside her body. Oh, wow. There's just asthma, eczema, you name it. Like, just, and now your story is just amazing. Do you hear much about fibromyalgia? Well, I had fibromyalgia. So there's two on the show with fibromyalgia as well. My story is I was diagnosed with that in 2002 and I was in chronic pain for Mm. most of my 20s. It wasn't until I was, I went, well, it wasn't until whole food plant-based that I, the pain just went away. It just went away. I was in agony, agony, agony. It was, and when I got MS, they said, "Oh well, now your fibromyalgia just comes under the general umbrella of multiple sclerosis." (laughs) Oh, (laughs) just you just missed terribly, terribly unwell now. But fibromyalgia was my diagnosis with um, when I first became. When the pain first started, so that was my first diagnosis. So, yes, there's, I think there's two people on the show who have had fibromyalgia. Okay. But they had That's... other stuff, so I don't list that in the show title. So you might have to uh-huh. <laughs> listen because yeah. MS was the, the show <laughs> the showstopper for that <laughs> <Yeah>. episode. <laughs> I guess so. But fibromyalgia, definitely people have helped themselves on this way of eating. My high school, when I went to the reunion, one of the gals that was at the reunion, that's what she described herself as having. So I'm anxious to see how she's doing, too. Yeah, it's just got to spread the word everywhere we can, don't we, and stick together and and let people know that it's uh, possible and keep letting our light shine. You know, and, uh, It's so important to Because... You know, all the doctors and, and all the ads on TV, they're all against, you know, eating this way. And there's no money in uh, promoting healthy food. So it takes people like you and me to get the word out there and set the example. Absolutely. So before we, 
I just love talking to you. Before we hang out, what would be your three biggest tips for listeners considering taking on this lifestyle? Surprisingly enough, I'd say having enough pain to make it a crisis to make a difference. You know, as long as people are getting along with a little bit of pain, they may not be motivated, but I've decided pain is a good friend and it's a good motivator. So um, just recognize when it gets, like Dr. Lyle says, that everything is a cost-benefit analysis. And when the cost of having an illness becomes too great and the benefit of doing something about it will make a difference, we make a change and make a decision in life. And apart from that, I think doing batch cooking is a big tip for me. Always having food available, always having it ready to go at any time. And planning ahead, so preparation, planning, and being resolute in knowing that this is your one life and you get to be your boss and only you can put food in your mouth. So be your best boss. Be your best boss. I love that. <laughs> I think that's a really great tip. I, every week I ask, this, every episode I ask this question, these, these three questions, and um, well, this question and everyone's tips. Like sometimes some tips are similar, um, but I love that there's always a new tip and a new phrase and a new, you know, new way of thinking about it. And yours are great. Having enough pain to motivate you, which obviously don't want I don't want anyone to wait until they have like to no. their bone on bone in their knees like Esther mm-hmm. was until they can't feel their legs like I was. But it is a it is a strong motivator for most people when you're back we have to get backed yeah. into a corner before we're willing to make to make change. Mm-hmm. And the other thing the other thing I like to say to my group is there's no guilt, only learning. Yes. So many times We've gone through where we've been on a diet and we failed. We've been on a diet and we failed. So then the next time we want to try another diet, we're almost embarrassed to even say we're going on a diet because people go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's like crying wolf. And so I just try to encourage everybody, whatever's in the past, let it be in the past and know that there's no guilt. You did the best then that you know. When we know better, we do better and just keep on learning. It's, it's the guilt's just going to keep you stuck. So it's so, that's so, right. That's such a great way of approaching it because, yeah, then we just keep, oh, well, we fell off the wagon. <laughs> well, let's just stay yeah. off the wagon forever because we yeah. can't trust ourselves to for the next time, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just, just be kind, you know, just be kind to yourself, you know. You're a wonderful person and, and your life is ahead of you. And no matter what's in the past, let it go and just be your best. I love it. So Esther, you said batch cooking, planning ahead, being resolute, which is such a, you are your and, and your own boss and there's no, your own boss and that there's no guilt. And I love all of those. And so just before we hang up, what is the name of your group again? It's called Esther's Nutritional Journey on Facebook. And if someone wants to see my story on a video, just go to YouTube and, and it's Esther Loveridge is my name. And if you go to YouTube, you'll see some of the videos I've made about how to measure yourself. And I've done some cooking on there and just some fun stuff. So So it's Esther Loveridge. Is that your channel's name? Yes. Perfect. And then on on YouTube, um, the the Tai Chi instructor that did the uh, videotaping, that video is called Esther Loveridge's Drastic Weight Loss Secret. (laughs) But it's also on Esther Loveridge. So there aren't too many Esther Loveridges around. If you just do that on YouTube in the search button, you'll, you'll get some of the videos I put on there for fun. I'm just an amateur, but I'm having fun. Oh, great. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And I'm so excited to share your story with people who think that, you know, oh, I'm 60 now, I can't change. Well, you can change. Esther changed. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Tell them to go Talking for Talking to it. you, mom. <laughs> talking to you brother (laughs) exactly thank you so much well thank you thank you I've loved being here with you thank you so much Esther for coming on the show thank you all for listening and subscribing and rating and reviewing and doing all those things um, that make such a difference to this podcast I am so so grateful And I hope that next week the episodes will be out as normal. But as I mentioned earlier, I'm having surgery tomorrow. And unfortunately, I'm not sure (laughs) what my plans are going to be for the next 
little bit of time. Hopefully by the time this comes out, I'll be feeling so much better and there'll be another episode coming up next week, but I don't know at this stage. So keep my fingers and toes crossed. And yes, thanks again, everyone. And I hope you have a wonderful week and I hope that next week I'll be bringing you someone so amazing that will make your brain explode with joy because they've just nailing life. Ah, <laughs> uh, have a great day. It's 24 here. I'm going to just enjoy and revel in the warm weather as well as getting ready for hospital tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Love you all. Bye.